Date of recording, the 19th of September, 2020 at 4 a.m. Central. Song credit, their story, them seeing by Puddle of Infinity. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedanta Kari. For today's episode, we're talking about how streaming could hurt Indian cable. But before we start this episode, I just want to pay tribute to Supreme Court Justice, the late and great Ruth Bader Ginsburg. As of recording, she passed away just a few hours ago, so I just want to take the time to thank her for advancing gender equality. Thank you, Ruth, and may you rest in peace. So before we start talking about India specifically, I want to talk about how our general viewing habits have changed since before and during the streaming era. Now, TV used to be more of a family event back then. What I mean by that is that the family, or at least a couple of family members, would come together, huddle up in front of the TV or a projector or just some viewing device to watch TV at a specific time and date. And don't get me wrong, that is still happening somewhat during the Streaming Wars era. But these days, the audience has fragmented because we can watch TV and movies anytime and anywhere. As long as you have a good internet connection and the appropriate streaming service subscription, you're pretty much good to go. And so because we can watch it anytime, there is no need to watch it on a TV schedule. In terms of storytelling, streaming services tend to be less censored than cable. For example, Fox blocked the airing of a Family Guy episode during the 2009 to 2010 television season. Now, Family Guy has certainly pushed the boundaries in terms of sensitive and mature content, but this episode was talking about abortion, which is a very divisive issue both morally and politically. Just seven years later, Netflix's BoJack Horseman did an episode about abortion with zero censorship and zero problems with distribution. So why is Netflix more accepting of sexual content than Fox? According to Pew Research Team in 2010, the ages 18 to 29 are more accepting of abortion than older generations. And Netflix's subscriber base, at least as of the late 2010s, is mostly ages 18 to 29. And so for Netflix as a business, it makes sense for them to produce original content that that age range would consider acceptable or at the very least less morally reprehensible. And there are similar examples of this, such as Netflix's show 13 Reasons Why, which delves into mental health, suicide, and many other hot button issues. And similarly, Big Mouth, which is another Netflix original show, delves into very, very, I, I don't want to say honest depictions of puberty because I haven't watched the show, but it is definitely a lot more risque than what you would see on cable TV when it comes to portraying something like puberty. And while Bojack Horseman does air on Comedy Central, I just could not see 13 Reasons Why or Big Mouth being approved for cable television, at least during the primetime hours, and that's specifically because of the more mature and the more risque content. And I'm not saying that cable television can't be dark or can't be mature, but I'm just saying that it is a lot more commonplace on cable to be more sanitized, to be more, at least more family friendly in contrast to a streaming service content. Now I want to talk specifically about India. 
So like I mentioned earlier, watching TV at a specific time and day is dissipating because of streaming services and our fragmented viewing audience. For instance, back in 1987, my family watched a show called Ramayan. This is an Indian adaptation of a very well-known epic over there. My parents and grandparents' generation tell me how everybody would stop what they're doing just to watch the show every Sunday at 9am. Ramayan ran from 1987 to 1988 with only 78 episodes. And the reason why it only had 78 episodes was because back then Indian TV shows only aired one new episode per week. Or at least not as many episodes as they do today, which gets me to my next point. Indian Cable has to air new episodes every weekday. My family and I would watch this show called Balaka Vadhu at 8pm, and then right after we would watch Tarak Mehta Ka Ulta Chashma at 8.30. However, we stopped watching both of the shows, and that's primarily because our schedules just got more hectic over time. And I'm not just saying this in the fact that I became older, I became, you know, a higher classman, and because of that I had more homework and tests. I'm just saying that in general, we as a society have just become more and more busy. And we don't really have that much time anymore on our hands as we did during the 1980s, and especially during the 2000s. And because of that, it's becoming increasingly difficult to set aside a certain time every single weekday to watch a new episode of Balika Vadhu, Tarak Mehta Ka Ulta Chashma, or just any show that airs one episode per weekday. And especially with the introduction of streaming services in India, this became a bigger problem. For instance, Tarak Mehta Ka Ulta Chashma is an Indian comedy show about residents at Gokuldham Society. Now, each story arc is about one, if not all, of the society members running into everyday problems, or noticing societal problems, and helping each other or the community get past those adversities. Now, a major problem with the show is that the storylines are stretched out and mostly do not carry over into the next story arc. For instance, there's this one storyline back in summer of 2018, when some of the college-age protagonists end up stealing somebody's scooter, which for international listeners is a moped. So they steal the scooter and end up crashing it because they don't have a learner's license. And so their parents appropriately scold them and then try to cover up the accident for the children. And the actual story took place over one day. However, the actual storyline was stretched out over multiple weeks. It was just so padded out and so stretched out. There are multiple reasons for this, one of them being that the show began airing in 2008. And so it's entirely possible that by 2018, and especially by today in 2020, the show is just running out of ideas. And so they need to stretch it out because they cannot come up with new ideas that much anymore as they did back in 2008. And the second reason is that they need to air 5 new episodes per week. And so they need to stretch out the story a lot more than say something like Ramayan back in the 80s, which only aired one new episode per week, and so that allowed Ramayan to be a lot more concise in terms of storytelling. But if Tarak Mehta Kaulta was to be more concise and less padded out, and a big problem with airing 5 new episodes per weekday 
is that you can't really make the storyline progress over time, at least continuity-wise, because that would have to rely on the audience's prior viewing of much earlier episodes. If the story were too complex over time and have tight continuity, then the audience might drop off if they missed that just one week worth of episodes. Balkawatu is another Indian show, and it is about an 8-year-old girl named Anandi who gets sent off in child marriage. The show aired from 2008 until 2016, airing 2,245 episodes. Now, child marriage was very prevalent during 20th century India, and it is still something that's very prevalent in certain regions of India especially during 2008, and it's still something that happens today in 2020. The story was still pretty easy to follow if my family and I missed a couple of episodes. But sometime down the line, they made Anandi an adult character through a 5-year time skip. And having an adult character just opens up so many new potentials for storytelling. The storytelling became a lot more faster paced, had more time skips, and delve into more serious issues stemming off of child marriage, such as women's rights, the deadly consequences of child marriage at the very end. However, while it was certainly a good thing for the story to become more complex and a lot more grown up, my family and I eventually could not keep up with the story because it depended on us viewing 5 episodes per week. Now, I want to contrast this with Indian streaming originals. I binge-watched Delhi Crime in, I think, 10 hours and The Family Man in under one week on my own time. And I will get to the stories of these two originals in a bit, but for now I want to just focus on how Delhi Crime and The Family Man had much more concise storytelling because their initial episode order was not as crazy or ridiculous as Indian cable television. Because I could watch on my own time, rather than five times a week, I was able to follow the story a lot better. And you cannot put shows like Balika Vadhu, Tarak Mehataka Ulta Cheshma, or similar offerings on a streaming service or even a DVD or a YouTube channel, because there are hundreds if not thousands of episodes to catch up on. And even the most interested audience members or the most diehard of fans would not or could not watch hundreds if not thousands of these episodes from Balika Vadhu Atarak Mehtaka Ulta Cheshma. Now, I briefly want to provide context for India's streaming market according to Statistica. The annual growth rate for streaming is expected to be almost 30%. Streaming revenue when adjusted for COVID-19 in July is expected to be $465 million and it is expected to be almost $1.7 billion by 2025. In terms of audience share, the largest one is ages 25 to 34, and low-income families. And the internet penetration rate was 31.5% back in 2017. It is expected to enter mainstream in 2020 with almost 51%, and it is expected to be almost 70% by 2025. However, Indian cable is not dropping or going anywhere for a very long time. Because yes, according to Times of India, 5 million did cut their cable subscriptions during the COVID-19 lockdown in India. 
However, the number of cable subscribers is still projected to increase by 6.6% from now in 2020 until three years later in 2023. Although I do have to note that this projection was made about a year before the pandemic, which is when people are for the most part locked inside their houses with nothing to do except consume media. So for now at least, it seems like more and more Indians will have streaming as a supplement rather than as a replacement for media. Although that could change during and after the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. So even if streaming services don't hurt cable in terms of subscription rates, streaming services could hurt cable in terms of what content it has to offer. And a big reason is that cable TV needs to play it safer in terms of content. They need to appeal to a broader audience because cable has to pay for higher overhead costs compared to internet companies. In contrast, internet companies can quote, afford a wider variety of specialization and personalization and quote, according to McDonald and Smith Rossi in 2016. They're able to create content or at the very least acquire content that doesn't play it as safe as cable. And the second reason is that according to McDonald and Smith Rosie 2016 again, Netflix is quote, a studio financing and producing its own content, end quote. And so because Netflix produces and distributes its own content, there's no fear of an outside distributor censoring or even blocking their content from airing. Netflix distributes the content that it produces, and Netflix produces the content that it distributes. And I want to contrast this with the Family Guy episode that delved into abortion. In this case, the Family Guy team were the producers, and Fox was the distributor. And so in this case, even though Family Guy's team produced this controversial piece, the distributor did not allow it to be broadcast. So how does this apply to India specifically? Now that's where I come back to the two original shows, Delhi Crime and The Family Man. Delhi Crime is a Netflix original series and it is based on the real life story of how the police investigated this, this disgusting and inhumane gang rape of a of a woman back in New Delhi during 2012 and it's very much based on the real life story of how the police was able to catch, arrest these six disgusting people, these disgusting men, on top of discussing something as traumatic and as serious and as mature as gang rape and gang rape culture in India for a matter of fact. The show also had a lot of profanity which is not something that at least I haven't heard on Indian Cable before, even though there might have been small cuss words here and there, this show had a lot of F-bombs, or at least more F-bombs than I've ever heard in an Indian film or an Indian TV show. If this was to air on cable, it definitely would not have been greenlit in the first place. And even if it made it to cable TV, then they would have had to sanitize some of the content that is being discussed here. Delhi Crime sugarcoats none of the discussions in terms of what happened, this disgusting thing that's happened to this woman, and the consequences and the gang rape culture. It doesn't sugarcoat anything that otherwise would have been probably sugarcoated on Indian cable to some extent. Now, The Family Man is a 2018 
web series from Amazon Prime. It's about this middle-class man who secretly works as an intelligence officer for a fictional branch of the National Investigation Agency. Now, based on the premise, you can assume that they are going to delve into some serious subject matter here. For instance, at least the first season is about this character trying to thwart a possible terrorist attack on the country. And also, there is a fair amount of profanity throughout this entire first season, which, again, I don't have a pro I've never had a problem with profanity. I'm just saying that it's not as commonplace in Indian cable as compared to, say, a streaming service original like this one, and even American shows, for that fact. And last but not least, there is... He is a side character, but there is an LGBTQ plus character in the story. Now, LGBTQ plus representation is very rare as of 2020 on Indian cable TV. Bollywood has certainly attempted more with Ek Larki Ko Dekha To Aisa Laga and Shob Mangal Jada Savdhan. And both of these movies, from what I've read and what some of my Indian friends have told me, did very well at the box office, and they were critical hits. And so it seems like Indian society, particularly young people who are more likely to watch streaming services, are more accepting of the LGBTQ plus community. They're more accepting of sex, violence, and drugs than previous generations. And so it makes sense for Prime Video or Netflix to cater to this audience that is just more accepting of such contents and such representation that is way overdue on Indian cable TV. And my third and final point is that streaming services have allowed for more access to international contents. I remember back in the 2000s, maybe even early 2010s, we definitely had American shows, but for the most part, we as a family would watch Indian aired television, Indian produced television. However, with the introduction of streaming services and just increased access to the internet as a whole, I've just noticed that more of my family and more of my friends in New Delhi and other metropolitan areas are watching international shows and movies a lot more than we did, say, 10 years ago, or maybe even 5 years ago. For instance, back in 2016, I visited India for about a month, and during that time, I don't even remember what channel it was, but they were airing Friends. And I asked a lot of people my age there if they had ever watched Friends. And I would say about half of them had never even heard of the show before. But jump 4 years later to 2020, and a lot of my Indian friends enjoy the show. They post on Facebook friends memes. And it's not just friends. Um, I've heard that The Office, the US version of The Office, is very popular there. And so is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Game of Thrones. Now, obviously, I cannot completely speak on behalf or enter the mind of these new viewers and explain why they're more flocked to these shows. But if I had to predict, then I would say it's because these shows are a lot more risque, they're a lot more mature, they're just a lot... They're just something refreshing, something new for them to watch. And I'm not saying that Indian television can't be refreshing from time to time, because Balakabadu was very refreshing, and 
It was unlike a lot of other shows, which tended to play it safe in terms of talking about such serious issues like child marriage and the various consequences from it. Indian streaming content has started to catch up to international content by offering mature content on a similar volume. For the most part, they use it correctly and they do a really good job when they're given this new freedom of mature content. However, there is one exception that I would like to point out, and it is the Prime Original Four More Shots, Please. And again, I'm reading this quote-unquote from Wikipedia. Four unapologetically flawed women, two in their 30s and two in their early 20s, as they live, love, make mistakes, and discover what really makes them tick through friendship and shots of tequila in Millennium Mumbai. End quote. Um... Honestly, not a bad premise. I mean, it's certainly cliche as a premise, and it's just like Sex in the City, but Indian. Again, I, I haven't watched this show, so I can't really say that, but that's just how it comes off. From the trailers that I have seen and what a lot of my Indian colleagues have said, and I do quote what one of them texted me when I asked them about this show. This woman says, quote, my only issue with Four More Shots, Please is that its entire storyline is basically women go out and drink a lot and have a lot of sex, and that is the definition of women being free and having fun, and I feel like that just is not a great portrayal of what freedom and equality means to women, and it's kind of saying like, this is what women who are liberated and having fun do, which really may not be true for everyone." End quote. And I feel like this is an example of when, when you're given the freedom and you use it incorrectly. Again, this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like Four More Shots Please mentions drugs and sex and, uh, and alcohol as much as possible just because they can. And honestly, I don't completely blame the team behind Four More Shots Please because Indian Cable TV has been so restrictive on mature subject matter on not just drugs and sex and alcohol but just a lot of mature subject matter when that restriction is suddenly lifted by a streaming service then all of these ideas these mature themes are gonna come bursting out into the content and some might be able to handle that sudden rush of flexibility well and that seems to be the majority of cases here but some shows like Four More Shots Please were not able to do that. As content creators of streaming services, particularly in India, get more and more accustomed and more surrounded by mature content, I feel like eventually, yes, they will continue to tackle mature content, but because there's no rush anymore of restrictions being lifted, that eventually this will become more normalized and it will settle down more, and in conclusion, how could streaming hurt Indian Cable? Well, for one, like I mentioned way back when, Indian Cable is very stretched out with examples like Tarak Mehtaka, Ulta Chashma, and other shows because they need to meet that 5 episode per week quota for the cable scheduling. In contrast, uh, streaming originals such as Delhi Crime and The Family Man have to fulfill maybe 10, 13 episodes. Um, I haven't checked the exact, but 
It is definitely a more regular season order, something that you would see more in, say, America. And second of all is that you really cannot watch these shows like Diet Mahata or even Balakawadhu in order. You cannot watch all the episodes because there are just thousands of these episodes because they had to air and produce so many for this week-long air schedule. And because of that, the continuity in Tarek Mahata's case suffered because if the audience missed one story arc, then they might get lost on the entire show. An example of that was Balakabadhu, which made its storytelling and storyline more complex as the characters got older, but that did cause me and other family members to drop the show because if we missed one week of episodes due to our tight schedule, then we just get lost forever in the show and have to drop it. Eventually, I feel like this is going to split the cable viewing audience and the streaming viewing audience. Maybe not as drastic as I make it out to be, but cable will have to change at some point. Either it adapts to this various changes and various guidelines and restrictions being lifted off streaming services, they either have to adapt to that or risk losing a very large audience. That's all for today's episode of Let's Talk Media. Thank you so much for listening.